Hello, and you are tuning in to Don't Overthink It, the podcast. I'm your host, serial entrepreneur, first-time mom, and straight shooter, Terrace Sherman. Every stage of life comes with its own set of challenges, and in each weekly episode, I will dive into the topics that are difficult to face. I'll be bringing you interviews from trailblazing guests, as well as healing-centered solo episodes. Life comes at you fast. Don't overthink it. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. This meeting's being open. So, uh-oh. Hey, guys. So, I have the pleasure of having Ms. Sharika Martin as a guest on um, this episode. And before we dive into the actual interview, Sharika, can you please just tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do? Oh, this is always a hard uh, (laughs) question to answer, but uh, I'm a mom. Uh, I'm from Michigan and uh, mother to three. Um, I just recently became an author. So that's been exciting. And I became a notary and a loan signing agent. Just trying to be a jack of all trades, uh, especially with COVID. So I know, Sharika as a woman is just really learned simplicity, uh, constantly evolving. Uh, I love reading. And so um, reading is really just taking me to other heights um, due to you know, people's hardships and then their come up because I don't know if you knew before I started writing the books, I was laid off. I, I was laid off from, yeah, I was, because people ask me like, yo, what, why did you write the book? You know, you just up and wrote a book. Well, I always had a desire to write the book because I was in a marriage for 12 years and I got divorced because I had domestic violence in that. And so, I always wanted to write my story. So that's why I really gravitate to people who write their stories, who are transparent, who share. It took me a long time to do that. But now I'm here. And so, uh, yeah, prior to that, I got laid off. And I got laid off from this big corporation. I was really sad. Mm -hmm. I was so sad because I was thinking I had finally made it, is what I was really thinking. I was thinking that, I was finally climbing that ladder, and if I can really share, I'm yeah, going to be 43. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 43. I was in this marriage. I have three kids. I completely started over. So, like, I really, I was so excited that I got into this corporation with Dow Chemical, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. And then I was about to be a year on being with them. Mm-hmm. And then they said, yeah, we need to talk to you. When they, when they pulled me in the room, I could feel the energy, right? Because energy speaks before you do. And so I said, oh, goodness, this is, this is, they're letting me go. So they let me go. I full-fledged cried crocodile tears. Because again, in my mind, I was like, I'm finally getting my up. You know, yeah. even though it's late, I'm getting my up. And so, you know, consistent pay, they believe in work-life balance. It was really a good job, uh, a job. So, because now when I got laid off, after I get, got out of my depression, I realized like, I don't want a job. I don't want the ladder. That's not me. I was just kind of grabbing something that had been programmed to me. Like, 
you should get you a job. You should do this. You're 40 something. You should, you know, have all these steps done. So when I got laid off, prior to that, I was at my desk one time and I have an iPhone and the iPhone had screen time, right? They had, they had developed this feature that shared with you screen time. So in the screen time mindset, 315, three hours and 15 minutes of, I forget what they call it, but basically social networking or whatever, social media, whatever the words were, basically like, you know, Instagram, Facebook, it tracked me doing three hours, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. but I also worked an eight hour job and went to sleep. Like, where do you have three hours and 15 <laughs> minutes to be on social media and work a job? So. What I, well, the reason why I bring that up is because three hours and 15 minutes is a lot to me um, and, and what I was telling myself, because you should always check yourself, right? So I was telling myself, you could have wrote your book. Yeah. You, you spend three hours, say if I spend three hours and 15 minutes times the five, that's almost 20 hours. And it's nothing wrong with social media. I'm not trying to bash the social media or whatever. It has its benefits as long as you... You control it, don't control you is the way I see it. But uh, I then said, you got to quit that. You got to channel your energy into some things that you've been planning to do. You're laid off. Your time is right there. Mm -hmm. It is right there for you. So from there on, I started writing. And then I started looking on YouTube and uh, people were saying, yeah, you can publish a book. You can do this. You can do that. Publish. I got with the cover of the vision of what I wanted. And Next thing I know, the book was here. And <laughs> yes. And then people are like, well, how did you get into those other low content books, the coloring book that uh, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, because that's actually, book. yeah, that's actually how, <laughs> and just full disclosure, guys, that's actually how I found Sharika. She has this coloring book. And I kind of have a potty mouth. So, <laughs> so it's a uh, create and cuss. And that's what really like got my attention. And it was like, I was like, oh, she got, she has a lot of other great things too going on. Thank you. Uh, but that's how I found you originally was through that coloring book. And I was like, this is like right up my alley. Cause I'm nine times out of 10, I'm either cussing or creating something. So in the name of the book, Man. I think it's actually cuss and create or create and cuss. <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and then my, um, my sister's always, everyone around me is always like, you need to take time off, you need to relax, you need to find something. And um, I used to like coloring, I used to be like really artsy, you know, before the graphic design and all that kind of stuff that I do. Uh, and I, and I read a lot. And so like recently, especially like through COVID, I've been getting back into just like reading for fun, not reading to take a class to get another certification or sure. Cause it was just like, it was like a, just a hamster wheel. Like I'm always trying to, okay, let me just, okay. I need to get the next yeah. thing, the next I best know. thing, the next thing. Um, <laughs> and so it was like me just finding different ways to really just like relax, really unwind, really just like do some things that didn't require much brain power. So yeah, guys, definitely check out that color. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, that color book's wild. And people are like, yo, you, why'd you? It happened to be a trend. Now, the self-care journal I did because when, again, in that marriage, I realized that obviously I had no self-love for allowing that. I allowed it for like 12 years up and down randomly to experience that domestic violence, right? Mm -hmm. So when, when that happened, I, I realized, you know, when you self-evaluate, like, yo, you didn't really love yourself. Uh, and, and so I said, you know what? I should make a self-care journal. 
So that was how I came to that one. But the coloring, the cuss and coloring book was a trend that people were really into doing. And it's light and it's fun. Don't take it serious, you know. Yeah. Just, it's, it makes you laugh. It keeps you in good energy, right? Because when you, you're, you're reading it and, and coloring, coloring is always I've gotten into painting by numbers, by the way. So if you like doing things like that, very uh, relaxing. But, but so anyway, yeah, uh, that's how I came to that. And so the other thing that I didn't tell you is I did start a nonprofit because of that trauma too. It's called Hero. Her Experiences Restores Others. And it's, it's all these things that have happened in my life that I was ashamed and embarrassed of, they're evolving around to now where I'm understanding that they that I am stronger than I thought, number one, but number two, that I can be that voice. I can be the voice because mm -hmm. it's scary, you know, for sometimes to, to be that transparent. People are very judgy. Yeah. Very judgy. And um, I don't know. I think, I just feel like it's time and it's part of my process that being private with every single thing in my life is not helping everybody. Sometimes we should, you should share because people have preconceived notions that I have a perfect life or that nothing, no harm has come my way. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hiding. <laughs> and I think that's important. Um, and I know like with this platform and in all honesty, I launched this, the podcast as a way to promote my first book in 2018, or I think when did I launch this podcast, y'all? Sorry, forgive me. I think it was like October or November of 2017 because my book launched sure. January of 2018. Um, and I was like terrified. Were you terrified to share your story? Like, can you yes. walk us through like what that was like for you, like mentally and emotionally to have to, one, like I got to dig deep and tell the truth myself, right? And now I got to deliver it to others. And now I got to wait to see what they say about it. <laughs> like, talk to so, us about what that so was like. True. Yeah, so true that that the terrifying yes. I I definitely had various emotions, but um I realized that it needed to be done and I needed to push through my fears. It 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 was so crazy because I grew up being private. Mm -hmm. So in order to really understand my my feelings in it, I grew up with my mother. She didn't tell everybody where she worked. Uh, we, a lot of people didn't know where she lived. Our phone number was private, you know, in the phone, you know, wasn't right. in the phone, but those kind of options. So my life was really, yeah, I, I always say she's an FBI agent because like now that even as an adult, I barely know half you know, yeah. So I learned that um, I had to do it and, but I was super scared. I was scared because I told you again, people are very judgy. But I can admit that 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 there obviously was no self-love and that that was crazy that I would stay there that long. I get it. I get your a person's view of it. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, why did it take you so long? But they have to understand people, you know, you get conditioned to things, you, you're scared. People forget you're scared. Mm -hmm. It's easier said than done when you're inside of it. So that was the other part that I had to go through. We have made a bend. Um, and people are tripped out by that part. And so I have forgiven him and moved on with my life. But there was a fear that it could upset him because people tend to think it's about them again. And it had mm -hmm. nothing to do with him. He was in the situation. 
But I promise you, my focus was not revenge or or whatever, because that's a weird way of getting it by revealing what happened. Men and women inboxing me and saying, you know, I I too was in physical uh, domestic altercations. And I'm glad that you you left and you're sharing your story because I get it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that helps me keep going um, all the time. And I just know I'm not perfect. I'm yeah, not and perfect. I, and I think that is very like commendable. So I do want to say, if nobody tells you thank you for, for being um, courageous enough to share your story, I do want to just wholeheartedly yeah. say thank you because so many women and this is my biggest thing it's like so many women suffer in isolation and they suffer in silence and um because i too was in a domestic violence relationship as well um and i mean my my marriage didn't last that long though so but i remember just when i was ready to leave um the women who were talking to me who were also in marriages and they're like trying to convince me to stay and like Hey, and, and, mm-hmm. I, and not in like a malicious way. And I don't want to say that anyone tried to get me to stay sure. and had ill intent, but I just think this is the way that we were kind of conditioned to mm-hmm. look at marriages. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you should stay because, you know, you're married and you should work it out and you should go to counseling. And it's like, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> and I really just exactly. had to like really put my, you know, and, and I was pretty young. I was 25. Um, and I had to really just like put my, pull my big girl panties on because I'm like okay well these people that I'm like looking up to that should be like supporting me in this decision are like no you know they they have this different perception of marriage and I was thinking you know and I questioned myself the whole time like am I doing the right thing like Mm -hmm. is this the right decision Mm -hmm. but I ultimately at the end of the day I just had to make the best decision for myself and so so many times people are like well why'd you stay so long why this why that because even for me even in that that very short stint of my life um Cause it, it was a, it was a pretty short lived relationship. Um, and so just even when I hear people talking like, Oh, I would have never thought that, you know, you would allow mm-hmm. something like that to happen. It's like allow, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I wouldn't mm-hmm. allow. And it's just like, just the, the, the way that people describe it, the way that people mm-hmm. talk to you about it. Um, and so I definitely, like I said, I think it's, it's very commendable that you were courageous enough to be able to share it because one, even like people that are close to you, kind of talk talk to you in a way or talk to you about it in a way that's kind of like cringy or it's like okay well maybe I should just like keep this All to right. myself um and then even when I wrote my book I had people thought who were thinking that it, I was writing a book about them it's like I'm sharing my journey my process my story I didn't even say y'all names like relax <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and so uh like I said it, it's just really commendable and so you have well, I appreciate you. you have seven I books you. oh thank you thank you and so you have seven books under your belt can you share a little bit more about the titles of these books what they're about and like where people can purchase these books i'm sorry i don't know if you're good you said share the title uh-huh mm-hmm so I have the uh, Cannabis Chronicles, uh, and that's basically just a like a journal of uh, with medicinal patients in mind, as far as tracking um, as far as tracking their um, use of cannabis and which ones help them uh, 
I had some friends and different things. And so I thought, oh, I should write a book that they can keep the ones that work for them and how they work for them, you know, with anxiety and uh, pain and different things. Uh, I have the mm -hmm. self-care journal. Uh, and now it's me time. And basically that's just uh, 50 days of tracking to, you know, get you in the habit of thinking about you. It's okay. We get, I feel like we get programmed to think that that's selfish to think about yourself. Yeah. You can't be, you know, you can't be your best if to others if you don't take care of you. Uh, you got to check you. Um, being a mom, I really forgot that a lot of times. And then being in that marriage, I forgot it. Like I said, it was, I didn't think of myself. Um, and I, I don't know where that comes from. I think I was so busy trying to break a generational curse because my mother was never married that I was just excited about that part of it. And, you know, just trying to make it work. But so anyway, and then I have the Mandela coloring book, which has um, Mandela motivations. It has uh, motivated uh, phrases that are in it and you can color. And then I have the creating cuss and you can color and cuss. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do have the memoir, I Forgive You, which definitely talks about, uh, you know, those parts of my marriage where I experienced the domestic violence. And then I did a um, Halloween coloring book, and um, that's just uh, some cool, you know, fun Halloween creepy things. That was another trend, was kind of random, but um, believe it or not, I sold like 20. Um, and it wasn't even Halloween. It wasn't even <laughs> Halloween. People were just Halloween lovers. Mm -hmm. And so shout out to y'all. Uh, <laughs> for loving Halloween even in the summer but um right <laughs> and I think is that all of them yeah I think that's all of them um but it's been a blessing to do them um I got into some graphic designing behind doing it like where I would have uh you know you guys are websites like Canva that allow you the basics you know to touch on and guide you drag and click and so that was that was pretty cool to to be at the front line of my covers um, mm -hmm. and the layouts and things like that. Yeah, so you just been like picking up all kind of new skills post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I I've been blessed. COVID COVID changed me. COVID really changed me and changed me for the good. You know, you hear all the negatives, right? And we don't need to run them down, but. Mm -hmm. COVID changed me. It 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 pushed that entrepreneurial. I had had tastes of it when I was married. I had, you know, rental property and then I was an eBay seller and things like that. But I suppressed it and then went and get, had to get back out and get a job. So mm -hmm. after that layoff and COVID came and COVID was saying, you know, everything had to be contact, you know, contactless and you know, everyone's at home and social distancing. That meant that you had to really kick in the overdrive some of that hustle and, and computer skills, which I'm blessed to have. And so um, that's how I did the notary, stumbled on that. And that notary, weird enough, I gained the notary, right? And that's just a simple, you know, a simple uh, thing to have. But then it opens the door for so much other stuff. For example, it, it opened the door for me to go into loan signing agents, which you help, uh, you print documents from your home and then you meet with the client mobilely, 
you know, you drive and meet them at a, you know, agreed location and then you help them refinance or you help them um, do a reverse mortgage. But so it was crazy enough. And then now I've been doing field inspecting. When I get off this call, I'll be taking pictures of someone's property uh, cool. <laughs> uh, outdoor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it be, and it's all because of notary. Like they got, they put your name into this uh, software system, and then people just start calling you. And if you apply, you can you can get the job. But yeah, I'll be taking pictures of the properties, and I can make twenty dollars just mm -hmm. for. I think it's probably gonna be five minutes of my time. Last time was five minutes. Take all right. different angles, prove that they're occupied and it's not or it's vacant. The property, the house, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> what a blessing, right? <laughs> what a blessing. Like I can't complain, but uh, I just thank God that I can that I can do all these things, right? I I I just every time I turn around the doors are opening and so I've been trying to sow those seeds and share with people like, "Why don't you do this?" You know, there is hope in COVID. People are they hear the news and the news has this whole different, I don't know. I can't really watch the news too often mm -hmm. because the energy, it'll have you feeling doomed. So I just, I'm here to tell you that my life actually thrived at 42 in COVID, three Amazing. kids and single. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. And it's so crazy because like, I know we all think that we're supposed to have all this stuff young, right? Like I'm 31, I just turned 31 in January. And I just remember, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna be like this millionaire in my twenties. Cause I've just always been like this, like on this hustle and bustle, like, oh my God, I just want, I want better. I just want more, I want more, I want more. And not to say that I was wrong in thinking that, but it's like, it's really almost unrealistic. <laughs> To like put that kind of pressure on you because it's like mm. you know and not to say that people aren't doing it because people are so you know kudos to those people who are but i always try to like really stress like do the work but give yourself grace and give yourself time and people often feel like it's too late or their situation is you know too far gone or they don't want to start over and so you are just proof that it's not too Thank late you. I mean, 42 is still young, though. Don't get me wrong. So, <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, let me be very clear. I I love where I'm at physically, uh, uh -huh. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I promise you, I feel my strongest. Uh, you know, someone asked me, would you want to go back to your 20s? That girl was real dumb. No, I I could take her body, her abs, right? Because she was three, uh, three kidless. Yeah, she had great abs. But new, new. I am. Um, her mind was, you know, gullible. It, was, it just didn't have the foresight and the wisdom, and that's understandable. I'd only been here, you know, a little bit of time, but mm -hmm. uh, the pressures of the world, you have to, I can't stress enough, reprogram yourself. Mm -hmm. you, you, you get taught that you need to be at this number or this accomplishment by this age. Otherwise, you're a nobody. Yeah. And that's so not true. Everybody has different levels of, of accomplishment and, and, and what they feel is contentment, right? And so I know where mine is and, and I just feel comfortable with, with moving around and creating this flexibility. Flexibility for me is everything and that's why I'm chasing the entrepreneurial. That's why I 
touch my hands on so many things mm -hmm. because obviously I'm not working on all of them simultaneously, right? When I really list, just like you, a woman that does many things, many, right? Mm -hmm. If I list them, people are like, oh, you, how in the world are you managing? Wait, guys, I'm not simultaneously working on all of them all the time. Some stuff yeah. come up. Yeah, someone asked me to proofread their book. Sure, that doesn't happen to me every day. <laughs> but it's just a gig, you know, you picked up. But yeah. that, that, that doesn't, I don't do all things that I'm touching, I don't do all the time. We are just blessed. And I'm so proud of you that you, you know, I see you. I see you shining and, and, and you. just doing wonderful things. And 31, yeah, you're your baby. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are a baby and you look like a baby too. But uh, <laughs> just, yeah, my niece call me old looking. all the time. <laughs> my yeah, niece is starting yeah. to make me feel old. She's getting older. I'm like, I'm still young, honey. I don't know. You are still. <laughs> You are still young. And I tell people that I'm like, no, these young girls know what 43 looks like. They need to know that, oh, okay, you can still be feeling good in your skin and mentally and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pushing out society's thoughts. I run my own situation, period. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's good because it's like, um, you know, I live in Atlanta. And so um, even just being like in this space, it's like every like, well, not everyone, but so many people are kind of like trying to just like chase the next thing or trying to keep up. Um, and it's really important to stay grounded, right? So what are some things mm -hmm. that you do to stay grounded? Because you could easily be, you know, comparing yourself to different situations. You could be trying to keep up with other businesses. Like, what are some things that you do to just keep yourself focused and keep yourself grounded? That is so true. But keeping yourself grounded has been the phrase uh, of this month. That's ironic that you would mention that. But for me, uh, one of the biggest things is when you are blessed that you can take on a lot of skills and you love on people, right? I genuinely just love helping people and love being available to them. But what I realized is I can't do that all the time. I need to set boundaries with my time. And so that was, that's one of the biggest things I'm working on is, is still being comfortable, like with saying no and saying, unfortunately, I can't help you with that. Instead of taking on all those things, bringing myself down. Um, I take a lot of time to myself. People say it's, it's being a hermit and, and sure um, it can be, but I, I just learned to preserve my energy, mm -hmm. preserving my energy, protecting my energy. You know what I mean? You, you. Everybody not for you. Mm -hmm. um, and you, that whole wondering what everybody is doing. Oh, sorry. Wondering what everybody is doing is, is definitely a problem as far as comparing yourself. I learned that a while ago that everybody has their own story and their own walk. And I need to really just focus on Sharika, stay in that lane right you can't mm -hmm. when you get to looking around that's where you lose your your whole focus of what you should be doing but yeah for me it's really getting quiet having yoga uh you know yoga's big for me and it's not about the poses the perfections of the poses i promise you um it's it's just a mental quietness and oneness with myself 
where I can just get my breathing together and just try to get quiet from the world. There's so much going on. That's why I retrieve back. When I get outside, you give and give and give. And you don't even yeah. realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. No. And then you're all exhausted. So when you get exhausted, you need to head back in, build yourself back up. And so that I'm just learning that my time and my boundaries, I, I have to, to do better at controlling them because I tend to find myself, um, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to touch everything. I don't. I'm learning that. I used to be like, oh, they're doing this. I need to get in the juice business. I need to get in the... Yeah, I know about juice or smoothies, <laughs> but I don't, I don't need to get into that business. Leave that alone. That is not for you. Everything is not for me. And I, just because I like it, I think that's, you know, the biggest thing. I'm like, oh, I love smoothies. I should get into smoothies or, right. or whatever. No, <laughs> no. Listen. So I'm just trying to be, <laughs> I'm just trying to have uh quality and not quantity that's one of the biggest things for me i don't need to touch everything and so everybody is like you said they are touching everything being you know making t-shirts and being a rapper and this i don't need to do all those i haven't made a t-shirt and i'm not a rapper so (laughs) and it's so funny that you said that because like i have used to have this issue with like whatever people will ask me for like oh yeah I can do that oh yeah I can do that oh yeah I can do that and then for me I've always wanted to like uh, okay well I need structure and systems and so like before I know I have a whole new business on accident like no so it's like you're just supposed to do this one task and and be done with it (laughs) and so like I really had to like get a grip on and and luckily for me like I do have like you know I have a team and my sister's are very close to me and they're always like, well, what you doing now? No, like my younger sister is like, she'll say no faster than I can like, before you even get the question out to ask me. So she'll be like, nope, she can't do that. She already got her hands in too much and <laughs> too many things. Right. And so I think it's very, that's very important that you like, you are able to identify that like, hey, you know, like I really need to protect my boundaries. I need to protect my peace. And I need to create a safe space where when I do feel depleted, I can recharge myself because ultimately like, all these people that you're pouring into or all these things that you're pouring into when you are depleted you find yourself looking around and nobody is yeah. trying to pour like pour back into you and so for um I say it's a young lady out there and she is looking to start a business what advice would you give her start start the business, create a vision in your mind and start. Because I think the biggest problem for a lot of people, and they're not even young that I'm surrounded by, is they won't start. What I mean by that too is just think of a name and don't think too hard on it. Obviously Google to see if others are using it right and make sure that it makes sense. Maybe bounce it off a couple people that you trust, Um, but start it. That means go to, for me, uh, we we have... um, the treasury, the site for the state. Go to that and fill out the LLC. I think it's $50. Yeah. Um, it's not expensive. Uh, you don't have to have an office. You can use your home address. Uh, write it down. Write it down. When I say write it down, it can start off peace. It can be a thought here and a thought here, but dump 
I think they, you know, they refer to it as brain dumping. Dump your thoughts, write them and say, okay, I want to uh, run a smoothie place. Okay, if I run the smoothie place, uh, it's going to be called Juicy Got Him Crazy. Okay, <laughs> whatever, <it is. laughs> whatever your name is. Okay, um, who do I need employees? You know, it's, it's, it's not as hard as people think. It does take work. It is, yeah. um, it is a time thing. Um, and, and I guess figure out, um, you know, where you envision yourself in this business. Do you plan to employ people? Because that is my goal. My goal is to, my next step is to bring people along as far as in it. Obviously, I need help. I'm only one girl. Right. But creating employees is a goal as an entrepreneur. That's their next you know, piece of it when they're expanding is, is helping someone else's life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, but my biggest thing would be believe in yourself. Quiet the noise, just simple things. The noise is the people who are saying you don't have this to be able to do it. You're only 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, it may take this. You don't know. You don't know who's going to give you a loan until you apply. Because you might need a loan to get the food truck going. I don't know. Um, but it, it, the minute you start sharing with me, she could share with you and I, and we might sow a seed with her and help her get the food truck. And, you know, right. it's hidden investors. There's so many things that people don't realize, like, oh, really? I've always wanted, because I told you earlier in this, in this podcast, I wanted to do a smoothie. Well, she can do it, but I can put a little in it and help her get going, right? right. Stay out the way. Yeah. There's many ways to do this, but yeah, look, I would definitely tell her to do it because people will say that you can't and this and that. And mind you, they're not entrepreneurs. Oh, that's a good one. While they're out here, don't you that's know? That is the one. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You go nine to five. How would you even know? what it's like and what I'm capable of. And so, uh, yeah, that, I, I just, I feel that there is hope and I don't care how old you are. I've seen a boy, who was 12, making bow ties mm -hmm. or younger. <laughs> he might've been 10. I don't remember, but at any rate, okay, 10 or 12. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, okay, young king. <laughs> yeah. And because men love bow ties and they want to sow seeds, his business took off. He was on today's show and, yeah, he was doing, he's doing amazing. So what yeah. the age has nothing to do with it. It's the effort mm -hmm. to me. Yes, thank you. And I, I, everything that you said is so, so important. And something that I just really want to highlight is that oftentimes, well, we need to really be mindful of where we're getting our counsel from, where we're getting our advice from, mm. who we're asking these questions from. Because like you said, a lot of times we want to start businesses and nine times out of 10, we don't really know anybody close to us that are entrepreneurs and we reach out and we share these big elaborate dreams and we ask these people what they think. Um, and I'm sorry, y'all, but more often than not, <laughs> they're not going to give you the feedback or that excitement that you've given them. And I remember when, um, when I launched the home healthcare business that I own, uh, I was sharing it with a really close friend of mine and um, she was like, well, you're not even in healthcare. Um, and then it went from, I'm not in healthcare to well, what kind of business insurance are you going to have? And it's like, 
I was just throwing the idea out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then, but it's like in that moment, I did kind of feel like discouraged because even, even though I had success in other business, but it was like, okay, well, this is a new industry for yeah. me. It's like, okay, well, I, I really know business development. I know marketing. And it's like, I have all these skill sets and then I do have a heart to serve. I have a heart for people. So it's like, you know what? Yeah. God gave you this vision. What you have, what you possess is already enough. Um, and so exactly. thank you. Thank you for making that a point because a lot of times we do ask these people that we value. Um, and I don't even yeah. think they mean it. Like it's no ill intent. It's just, mm-hmm. they can't really understand the entrepreneurial journey or right. a lot of times they, they can't see the vision either until you build it. So I know uh, for me, when I was talking about being an entrepreneur, everybody kind of looked at me sideways with the exception of a, a couple people. But like now it's like, oh, they can kind of see it and they can see what I'm doing and they can see what I'm building and so now I was like oh you know she's doing this and this and this and I should be looking at those same people like side eyeing them like I forget what you yeah. said when I first got started <laughs> yeah it's so true it's so that you you hit it on the nose so true you have to be careful your counsel and for me I kind of just lay low and just pop up out of nowhere on stuff I don't, I've gotten to a point and it's not ego or anything involved. It's just, I just don't need validation like that. Like, I don't need to check with you. The only people that I'm referencing is anybody that is in it. Oh, you did notary? So what were you? Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Did you like it? Was it flexible? But you're in it. Again, we picking people who who are in it. I'm I'm not going to reference too many people. What do you think? Do you think I should do notary? While they're over there sitting on the couch. No, I just lay low, file the paperwork, and then boom, guys, I'm a notary. Come see me. Because yeah. you have to be careful of the energy. People, people, unfortunately, you said there's no ill will, but there is people that lay for sabotage and hoping. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah, that you, yeah, I don't want you to do it because I'm not doing anything with myself. Yeah. So just so, to clarify, I mean, everybody doesn't have ill will, but you are <laughs> definitely right. There are some people who they saw it like they wake up to plot on you. So I just want to be clear. <laughs> I just want to yeah. be clear. So you, you okay. definitely, you are definitely right. though. No, but because, um, yeah, be, be mindful because <laughs> I got You're some right. horror stories with that. <laughs> mm. Definitely have some horror stories from plotting, but definitely, so definitely just just be mindful guys (laughs) and then um before we wrap up where can my audience get plugged into you like where are you online social media email lists um your nonprofit organization like where can they like connect with you outside of the podcast uh, the nonprofit just formed, uh, so I'm not pushing it as much. I'm trying to figure out if I need a brick and mortar and things like that, or if I should just, you know, get going um, from home. But as far as my book, um, it, it's on uh, heruniverseonline.com, and so you can email me there. I have a contact us, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Sharika Martin on Facebook, and then uh author Sharika Martin on Instagram, but yeah, any of those platforms, I definitely welcome, uh, you know, questions, even if it's about writing a book or the notary, the different things we touched on, um, I, I would be more than happy to, uh, to chat with you. Perfect, perfect. Well, I want to just thank you again, Sharika, for one, for just being you and being bold enough to just like 
let that shine for others and to, you know, pour your creativity and your spirit into your books and into your, your projects, your nonprofit, and to really just share who you are with the world. That's first and foremost. <laughs> Secondly, I do uh-huh. want to thank you again for um, joining the show um, and pouring into me and my audience. Um, and then for those of you who continue to tune into the podcast and continue to support week after week, I just want to say thank you. And until next time, guys.